what, 45 minutes away from each other, um, born and bred in Ulladulla, and I'm just excited to see what God is going to use us for for the South Coast, because we're talking about region, we're both in the Shell Haven, and there's work to be done, and uh, I was just working out then in uh, our, our Neve, uh, I've got four kids, for those of you that don't know me, so it seems to be a pastor's thing, hey, we just... Not much to do in winter when you live on the south coast, so all our kids happen to be summer babies. Um, I'm broke from October right through to February. Uh, And so our Neve, she just turned seven, and it was a week before her seventh birthday that we actually moved from Ulladulla into Kalbara. So it's almost seven years to the date since we've left here. And I just thought, wow, who would have thought that? I, I never would have would have thought that. Um, And and like I said, we are excited. We are expectant for a season ahead. And, um, you know, at the start of this year, end of last year, start of this year, it was a really interesting time to be on the South Coast, wasn't it? It it, it did not feel like summer at all. And uh, I thought at the end of 2018, I wanted to you know, how can I better link into our community? So I thought it'd be a great idea to join the RFS. Uh, I'm beginning to say, God, what were you teaching me through this? Um, And so I joined the RFS, and sure enough, my first fire season was one I definitely won't forget in too much of a hurry. And, uh, you know, through it all, uh, it's easily to be overwhelmed, hey, by the impact that this disaster has had on our region. You know, I remember our first call out. We were actually down at Borley Point for Marissa's and Jay's wedding and booked a holiday house for a couple of nights, took a day off work, only to be evacuated the next day. Found myself that night back down at East Lynn trying to stop the fire, jumping the highway. The following night, we're in Kyola, uh, up uh, where the university is, trying to stop the fire from getting in there. Uh, and then we just basically followed it all the way up to the coast to New Year's Eve, where Nara was just all on fire. Uh, three o'clock in the afternoon, pitch black. And it was easy to, to be overwhelmed with what was going on. And, you know, I know that there was a moment on New Year's Eve where we're just, we're losing houses everywhere. I'm defending a property with our team and the house next to us just burnt down and just overwhelmed. Like, how are we going to stop this thing? And I was overwhelmed by the disaster, by the grief, by everything that was going on. And there was a moment where I'm so focused on this fire, I was so overwhelmed with what was going on, I began to feel a sense of hopelessness. You know, who felt some hopelessness in this season? I, I found my heart beginning to sink. I was tired, I was weary, I was grieving for, you know, people I know losing everything. And there was a moment, so this fire front is coming towards us, and I see this little cicada hatching on a bit of barbed wire. And I'm like, watching the fire, watching this cicada, and then I felt God beginning to speak. And I'm like, God, this is a wrong time to be speaking. Um, God, uh, you know, if you're going to speak, you're going to tell me you're going to blow this fire back onto itself, do that. I don't, I don't want to know about this cicada. It's just a bug. But God began to speak. And then it was a moment where he's downloading into my spirit in, David, what are you going to focus on? Look at this. 
Here in the midst of disaster, in the midst of chaos, there is life that has found a way to come up through the chaos, hatch and live. And God began to spoke to me about life and hope. And so I'm sitting there, I'm trying not to cry. Why God's, you know, it's just the water, it's spraying back on me, guys, it's fine. And, um, and then, then so like, oh God, I've got to take a photo of this. This is really cool. So I'm trying to get my gloves off, hose in one hand, photo with the other. And guys next to me going, what are you doing? It's a cicada. <laughs> and they're like, it's not like it's a koala or a kangaroo or anything. I'm like, God's speaking to me. <laughs> it was one of those weird moments. It wasn't weird for me. It was weird for everyone else around me. And then, um, you know, I took a photo of it and God was just downloading into my spirit and just began to say, what is your focus going to be for 2020? Because I tell you what, whatever we are focused on, it shapes our perspective. And so my focus was on these fire. My perspective was overwhelmed by hopelessness and, and disaster. All of a sudden, God got hold of my eyesight. My focus was this little cicada that was life. My focus began to be began to shift onto Jesus, my perspective was there's going to be so much hope and life that's going to come out of this season. There's going to be so much hope and life that is going to come out of this season. And then, you know, Noah and I, we'd been watching through uh, World War II in colour on Netflix. And, uh, you know, and they were dark days. World War II was dark days. And Winston Churchill, in the midst of Germany, bombing them, feeling alone, feeling like they had no support from the Allies. This is what he famously said. He said, Do not let us speak of darker days. Let us speak rather of sterner days. These are not dark days. These are great days. The greatest days our country has ever lived. You know, church, I believe that these are not dark days. Come on, I believe that these are not dark days for us. I believe that God is positioning us as a church to be some of our greatest days. Come on, God has placed us in a region that we as a church carry the hope and the message of Jesus. I, I really believe that this is our day to love on a community. This is our day to love on a region. For Highway Church, I believe that God is going to build something so great and so mighty that these are not dark days for Highway, but these are great days. Come on, I want you to say it with me. These are great days. Whisper in the person's ear next to you and say, these are great days. Now, don't be weird. Come on. We're not into weirdo church. Can't believe you did that. And so as I got home and I'm journaling, God was speaking to me out of Hebrews 11. And Hebrews 11 is my, my all-time favourite verse. Faith is the substance of all things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. But all of a sudden, God just began. Who loves it when you've got a verse that you know in and out, and then God shines a bit of a different light on, on that verse? And so God just began speaking to me out of Hebrews 1 and right through to 6. And I actually want to take us through that today because I really believe this morning God is wanting to shift our focus. God's wanting to position us for a great year. 2020 is going to be our greatest year yet. I don't care how it started. My God is bigger than that. We've just sung about the name of Jesus, didn't we? And if we believe that our Jesus is bigger than every season, we believe that our Jesus is a name above every other name, then I'm going to listen to what Jesus says about my year, not what I'm seeing with my own eyes. 
And so I'm really believing this morning, God is going to position us afresh. Come on, who needs faith this morning? I'm getting excited. Yeah, Hebrews 11. I'll read it out. Yeah, I'm getting excited. (laughs) You know, I just believe that this year, God is wanting to give us faith. He's wanting to reignite our faith afresh. He's wanting to reignite hope. Who needs hope? You know, he's going to ignite it in us, faith and hope. And I believe that as he ignites faith and hope in our lives, that there's going to be an overflow into our community. Come on, we have a job to do. This is our season as the church to wrap our arms around a community afresh. Jesus said it, to comfort all who's mourn. In our regions, in a season, it's traumatic, it's mourning. Man, we're going to comfort. We're going to love. We're going to give hope. And we're going to believe that this is a season of breakthrough, a season of salvation, a season of freedom that we're walking into. Who's with me on that? All right, so Hebrews 11.1, 1, and I'll read 1 to 6. And I'm going to read from the Passion Translation this morning. So Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith brings our hopes into reality. Say into reality. Come on, let's try that again. Into reality. That's it. I like church to be loud. I like church to be a little bit crazy. That's better. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Faith moved Abel to choose a more acceptable sacrifice to offer God than his brother Cain. And God declared him righteous because of his offering of faith. By his faith, Abel still speaks instruction to us today, even though he is long dead. Faith lifted Enoch from his life and he was taken up into heaven. He never had to experience death. He just disappeared. Can you imagine that? You just disappear? He just disappeared from this world because God promoted him. For before he was translated to the heavenly realm, his life had become a pleasure to God. And verse 6. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of all those who give their passion and strength to seeking him. Wow. God rewards the faith of all those who give their passion and strength to seeking him. So as I was uh, journaling through this, you know, there, there, there's, um, you know, there's a call. There's a call for us to, come on, let's tap into something of faith afresh this season. It says that our faith brings all our hopes into reality. Who needs some hopes brought into reality? Come on, let's be honest. Who needs some hopes brought into reality? I need some hopes There are things that God has placed in my heart and my spirit that I cannot do, but only God can do. And so therefore, I'm going to believe 
that God this year is going to bring those hopes into reality. As a church, what are the hopes that God has given us as a church? Come on, may 2020 be a year where we see those hopes brought into reality. Come on, may this year be a year where we see God's kingdom, God's will outworked here on earth as it is in heaven. That we become a kingdom community, a kingdom community changing the world for Jesus. And when I think about this, faith is a substance, substance of all things hoped for. Hope is powerful. And I think hope is one of those words like love that has lost its power and its meaning. You know, when you think about love, you know, I can say I love my wife, which is true, I really do. I love my kids 99% of the time. You know, funny story, I get sidetracked a bit. But for Neve's uh, birthday, we surprised her with tickets to School of Rock at Capitol Theatre. And we thought, what a great idea to take all four kids to see School of Rock at 7 o'clock at night. That'll be fine. That'll be great. And they were, until we had to be seated and the show started. And then all of a sudden, Oak become children of the corn like this gremlin, I was like, who is this child? Every time she'd, and I had awesome people in front of me, every time she'd make a noise, it'd be like, <laughs> glares behind me to the point where this lady goes, oh, I've paid a lot of money for these tickets. And then I'm like, God, give me patience, give me strength, give me patience, give me strength. Grabbed Oak, took her out. So 99% of the time, you know, kids love kids. But, you know, in the same word I can use love is I love chocolate, which is true. I love chocolate. And it's like hope, though. Hope is actually a powerful word. Hope is something that you can be in a situation or circumstance where your heart, the Bible verse, hope deferred makes a heart sick. And there's something when you grab hold of hope, that your situation and your circumstance may not have changed straight away, but you're actually walking through something with strength. You're actually walking through a season with peace. And so there's something powerful in hope, which I think we lost. Because how often we said, someone's sick, I hope you feel better. And it become this, can become this ingenuine expression. But I believe that God is wanting us to grab something powerful in hope once more. That our hope isn't just this wishy-washy statement or sentiment. The hope becomes something that is so powerful that will heal hearts. Come on, there's a generation, there are towns and communities, hope deferred makes a heart sick. There's a community whose heart is sick. Let's bring hope. Come on, let's come into a season of hope. So let, let's uh, get into it. So the first thing, you know, in my journal, I'm journaling away. And the first thing that I really felt God speaking to me about was a faith that brings. Say that with me. A faith that brings. This is what he says. Now faith brings our hope into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. You know, faith is a powerful, powerful thing. And faith in the good seasons, faith in the bad seasons has the ability to bring hope into reality. Hey, 
You know, there's something of faith that brings. There's something of faith that ushers in. And I love here that he doesn't say hope by itself. He doesn't say faith by itself. There's something here that the writer is saying. Now, faith with hope brings our dreams. It brings the things of God into reality. And I believe that there is a season for us to grab hold of fresh faith. What is faith? Faith is our ability to see things the way God sees them, isn't it? When you think about when I base my walk, it's easy to base my walk on things that I see. I react to situations. Yes, confessions of a pastor. You're going to get lots of these. Confessions of a pastor. A lot of times I, I base my reactions on situations and circumstances that I face. But I know when I'm in that place, I've got to get away and hear from what, what God is saying about this situation or circumstance that I'm in. And who knows? You fight it. God, I don't want to hear what you have to say about this. I'm happy being grumpy day for a season. I'm enjoying this season, God, which, you know, everyone's telling you, go and spend time with God. You're a monster. You know, when you go and when you actually begin to pray, when you go and begin to connect with God, who knows that your eyes are open? Who knows? All of a sudden you're seeing this, what you think is a mountain of a situation. All of a sudden you get God's perspective on your situation, on your circumstance, and you begin to think, God's got this. Come on, I can do this. I can move this mountain. I can walk through this season because what seems impossible to me the Bible says is what? Possible for God. And so there's actually something of faith, I believe, for us as a church. What are the things that you're hoping for? Come on, let's bring it to a personal level. What are the things that you're hoping for in this season? What are the dreams? What are the things that God has spoken to you? What are the needs? I want to encourage you in this season to begin taking those things to God. Let God open your eyes afresh. You know, who knows when, when you're in a season and a dream and people can just speak one bad word, one negative word, and you just think, hey. But when you hear what God has to say, it actually ignites something fresh in your life and you begin to see different. I believe God's calling us. Come on, let's see different. Let's just not be a church in word, but let's be a church in action in this season. Come on, let's let our faith ignite something of hope. That when people walk through these doors, they're going to encounter the hope and the life and the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus. That this place will be known as a place of salvation. Come on, our walls will be built with salvation. Our gates, our doors will be doors of praise in this season. So our faith that brings. The next thing God began uh, speaking to me was, a faith that sees. Say that with me. A faith that sees. Verse 3 says, Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. You know, like I, I shared before, Wherever our focus is, it, sh it, it, it shapes our perspective. And if our focus isn't on God, we're always focused on something. Every season we're focused on something. And so the question is, what are we focused on? 
What are you seeing in this season? Because we're always seeing something. And quite often it's whatever we are focused on, it will shape our entire perspective on what is going on. And as our perspective is shaped, that affects everything. It affects our hope. It affects our faith, doesn't it? It affects our, you know, our emotional, it affects our mindset, it affects our action, our words. It affects everything within us. And so the question is, what are we seeing in this season? You know, there was a moment, like I said, what was I seeing? I was seeing the overwhelming destruction of these fires. In my heart, I was overwhelmed with what was going on. But one word, one word from God changes everything. All of a sudden, God spoke spirit to spirit. And I began to see I'm in the same situation. The situation has not changed, but my focus and my perspective began to shift. All of a sudden, seeing death and destruction, I saw life and hope. Instead of seeing the impossibleness of what is going on, I began to see the possibilities of what God can do in a season. Come on, church. I believe that this season God is calling you. Come on, see again. Come on, see again. Don't walk another season blind. Do not walk another season in hopelessness. Do not walk another season in despair. Do not walk another season lost. Walk in this season of life. Come on, tap into the hope. Tap into the purpose that Jesus has for you. And I'm believing this morning, God's going to open our eyes afresh. Come on, who needs some fresh eyes? You know, I need some fresh eyes. I need to see a bit more clearly. I need to see how God sees. I want to catch God's perspective and not David's perspective. Because David's perspective is not good. Chriselle will tell you when she's here. Don't listen to anything she says. I am an angel at home. So, verse 4. And I want you to say this with me. So, first of all, faith brings. Faith brings. Secondly, faith sees. You know, we could stop there. What a great message. But James says, faith without works is what? Faith without works is dead. So the next one that the writer hits on, say this with me, faith that moves. All right, now do like a little wiggle. No, don't. Good, I'm glad you didn't. Colbar would have done that. <laughs> Lucky we don't film it. We'll just look like a weird church. Faith that moves. Verse 4 says, Faith moved Abel to choose a more acceptable sacrifice to offer God than his brother Cain. And God declared him righteous because of his offering of faith. By his faith, Abel still speaks instruction to us today, even though he is long dead. Such was the significance of Abel's faith that moved him to bring God an offering, that we still talk about that today. Wow. Have you ever stopped and thought about it? From gen like generations onwards, the faith that Abel moved in still gives us instruction today. And I read that and I think, you know what? For generations to come in my family, may they talk about the faith that moved me into action. 
that my faith wasn't wishy-washy. My faith wasn't something that I just talked about. But as I caught hold on what God sees, as my faith ushers in something of heaven into my life and into the life of those around me, as my faith gives me the ability to see beyond what I'm seeing in the natural, actually caused me to move then in action and conviction with purpose, you know, may the future generations of little Davids talk about that to come. You know, there's something powerful when faith moves us into action. Come on, there's something powerful when we are moved by faith. What happens when we see what God sees? What happens when we start bringing heaven's realities to our lives? I tell you what, you're moved. You're moved. When you catch hold of a dream, when you catch hold of a vision, when you catch hold of fresh purpose, you cannot keep still. There is something of fire. There is something of conviction that God alights in your life that I can't keep still. I've got to move. I've got to follow the purposes of God. I've got to go where He's going. My faith has to be backed by action. You know, I thought about it, which I don't think heaps often, but I, I, I was thinking about when I, was, when I first got saved. Because who knows that you get saved and then you go through different seasons. I wish it was all lollipops and ice creams and happy songs. But who knows that the Christian walk has suffering, it's got seasons of pain, uh, wilderness seasons. I just read the other day in Matthew where Jesus is baptised, filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit then led him into a season of wilderness. I'm like, Thanks, that's encouraging. That makes me want to pursue the things of God. And then I've just come off a fast, and, but Jesus went for 40 days. I'm like, far out, how did you do that? You know, day three and I'm manifesting all good stuff. But there's something, you know, I remember that when I was first saved and there was, my faith was raw, like first generation Christian, I heard about this Jesus, went to church to meet, I guess, a physical looking like Jesus, didn't find him, then realised, you know, who he is, made a decision and something in my life become alive. There was something, there was a passion for this Jesus I didn't really understand but I remember the weekend I got saved, I went to school the next day, I was telling everyone about this Jesus that I met at church. And there was this something of faith that moved me with passion and conviction. And when was the last time we were passionate about the things of God? Come on, an honest question. When was the last time we let God ignite something of a dream in our hearts? When was the last time you were up late at night wrestling with the realities of God, dreaming about what the future could be? You know, I just believe that there's something for us to tap into this season, that we would not just talk about faith, but we would be moved, our faith in action. Come on, faith in action this season. And then I want to finish on verse 6. And this is where God's really been speaking to me about this year and starting the year right. He's been talking about a faith that pursues this is what it says. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength. Say that with me. Passion and strength. 
into seeking him. Wow. I think quite often we go through seasons and we need breakthrough. So what do we do? We look up every Bible verse that speaks about breakthrough. And we just take single verses, you know, ask God and it will be given. Okay, this is my list, God. Why aren't you giving me these things? John 15, Jesus says, ask anything in my name, I'll give it to you. Sounds like a pretty cool promise, eh? But if we backtrack forward, he says, abide in me, know me intimately, then you will abound in me. And so here the writer is calling us, come on church. When was the last time you pursued God with passion and strength? It's a sobering question. When was the last time you stepped into the place where it was just you and God? No other agenda. You know, I started this year, I was feeling pretty tired. Come off, fires, church, family. And I was feel, I'm going to be honest with you, I was feeling pretty washed up. And I come to a point where my time with God was just really seeking Him for messages and to, just to function through ministry. And then God started hit, hitting me on that. Come on, David. Where's your passion and strength? Where's your passion and your strength? Are you pursuing me? Are you knowing me more intimately? Because God is a relational God. Come on, let's be honest. God is a relational God. He's come so we could have relationship with him. And I just believe that there is a call for us as a church to go on a journey together. Come on, let's begin to pursue him with passion and strength again this season come on let's begin to pursue him with passion and strength when was the last time you got up and you were excited to get into the word of God when was the last time you you just sat there and put a worship see I'm gonna say cd that's how old I am um some worship on lucky I didn't say cassette no that's really showing my age then worship record Now, when was the last time we just sat with God just because? When was the last time we just silenced everything? Oh, God, I just want to hang out here with you. Now, let God ignite something of passion and purpose in our lives again. Come on, we are designed for relationship. And I tell you what, Jesus wants us to abound. You know, if you're listening to a lie of that, my life is unfruitful and that's the way it's been, well, I want to correct correct that theology right now because John 15 says that anyone who abides in me, anyone who has relationship with me, anybody that knows me intimately will come into seasons of fruitfulness. Who wants to walk in fruitfulness? That's a pretty silly question. I don't want to be stale. I don't want to be dry. I don't want to walk around the same desert and the same mountains again. No way. I want to abound. 2020 is my year to abound. 2020 is your year to abound. But first we've got to abide. First we've got to come back to that place of knowing Him more intimately. And so, you know, just um, even practical, you know, as a church... Now, next Sunday night, we're going to have a worship night together. Come on, we're going to worship together, we're going to pray, and we're going to take communion. So I want you to lock that in, 5 p.m. next Sunday night here, we're going to have a worship night. Come on, we're going to tap in, we're going to step into the presence of God together. 
Come on, who's with me in this season? We're going to step, we're going to pursue, we're going to chase after the presence of God. We're going to know Him passionately. We're going to know Him intimately in this season. I'm expecting and I'm believing that there's going to be an overflow into our community as we position our hearts and our spirits afresh. So, faith. If our focus that shapes perspective, first of all, we've got to have a faith that brings our hopes into reality. May God, in this season, I get the team up. In this season, a faith that sees. And even this morning, I just want to pray for those you may feel like your faith can't see anymore. You've lost track of hope. You feel like you're walking this season a little bit blind. I'm going to pray this morning that your eyes would be open, that you'd actually catch a glimpse. Why not the full picture, a picture of what God is wanting to do, hey, in this season? And then it's the faith that moves. I believe that this season God's going to ignite a faith within us that's going to be like a fire. I love what Jeremiah says. He tried to, you know, went on strike against God. God, I'm not doing your work anymore. I've done that before. God, I'm not doing it anymore. You can have it. Come on, let's be honest. We've done that. Confessions of a pastor. I know I'm going to take myself off a pedestal. But there's something that when we tap into God, like Jeremiah said, I'm not doing this anymore. But he said that the Word of God was like a fire in his bones and he could not contain it. May the Word, may the Spirit, Spirit, may the purposes of God be like a fire in our bones. That even if we try not to move, we can't help but move in this season. And a faith that pursues, come on church, we're going to pursue God. We're going to pursue Him afresh. We're going to step into His presence anew. Know Him more intimately. Know Him more. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's just stand. I just want to finish and pray. And then we'll finish with a song. Let's just get every eye closed. A faith that sees. I just really believe that, um, you know, there are people here and you feel like you've lost the ability to see. You feel like that all you can see is what is going on around you and you've somehow lost that ability to catch what God is saying and what God is seeing. And I just want to pray for you this morning. If that is you, every eye closed, I just want you to lift your hands because I'm going to believe that as we pray this morning, that God is going to open your eyes afresh, that God is going to open your heart afresh, that this season God is going to give you focus and your perspective is going to be different. So if that is you, just quickly raise your hands and I'm going to pray. Jesus, we just thank you for your word this morning. We thank you that your word is truth. And we just thank you that you're a God that calls us into a place of faith. Faith is our ability to see what you are seeing and not what we see. And so I just pray right now. 
for every hand raised, for every person that feels like they're in a wilderness, for every person that feels like they've lost the ability to see. I pray right now for every hand raised that this would be a fresh season of faith. I, I just pray that You would open up the eyes of our heart. I pray this season You would open up the eyes of our imagination that where there's been areas of darkness, where there's been areas of despair, where there's been areas of disappointment, where there's been areas of blindness, I pray right now that you would just open up our eyes. Let us see what you are seeing. I pray, let us dream again. Let us see once more. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, that in this season, you would ignite purpose. You would ignite passion. And I pray that we as a church pursue you as we draw near to you, that you would draw near to us, that this would be a season where we see the kingdom of heaven touch down on earth. This would be a season of breakthrough, a season of salvation, a season of joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, I'll hand it over to these guys. and.